last time on Almost Heroes. Buckle up, kids. It was a lore dump. We'll try to keep it as brief as possible to try to get you guys to go back and watch it if you haven't seen it yet. But um, episode started with the boys making their way towards the Temple of the Seven Gods. Uh, so as they're continuing a ways up the path, deep, uh, sorry, steep switchbacks, um, they're met with an awe-inspiring view of both Westreach sprawling, as a sprawling city as well as the Golden Blue Temple before them. As they approach the temple, Cosmo's head begins to pound and pound. Upon entering, his vision goes blank and he just collapses. In Cosmo's mind, he finds himself a part of a massive war surrounded by allies of all races battling against a myriad of horrific mutated shadow beasts. Very foreboding. Uh, in his vision, though, he's actually able to accomplish the or win the war, I suppose. Um, he, as he, sorry, as they win, um, just lost my notes. Uh, he wins with great sacrifice as Cosmo himself is actually falling in his dream and seems to have died. Um, but he's reaching out for two allies who we don't quite know who they are. I have inklings, but yeah, you'll have to go back and listen and see if you can figure out who it is. Uh, after what felt like a long battle for Cosmo, but was only a few seconds for Glenn and Rangrim, Cosmo wakes in a puddle of his gruel and some blood. The group is greeted by a rector of the temple named Nerd. Nerd gives a tour of the temple and explains how the seven became gods. Um, and in doing so, Cosmo actually questions and discusses the possibilities of the old gods coming back and what happened to them and nerd more or less imparted the wisdom that it might be a good idea to keep his curiosities to himself uh, as they were approaching the boundaries of sacrilege conveniently at the end of the tour cosmo and rangram were escorted to the local gift shop that just happens to be at the very end of the film the temple tour while they venture through the gift shop glenn hangs back and attempts to steal an article from one of the gods offering bowls as he approached with his mage hand it was quickly dispelled by some unknown force the group reconnects in the gift shop as rangram is throwing a temper tantrum can't find any trinkets with his name spelled correctly on them and the boys are quickly dispelled by the rector and realize they may not have the opportunity to come back as they're leaving they are approached by a gentleman who appeared to be part of the maintenance staff he heard cosmos inquisitions and offered them later conversation at the crooked tooth inn to maybe explore more about the revivifis excuse me while glenn and rangram take part in some crafting shenanigans back at the sandy shanty cosmo takes a walk to the docks and creates a hand carved stamp of morden and then like a madman brands his jets the boys regroup and head their way back to the Crooked Tooth Inn. Once they walk through the front door, they're greeted by a friendly, friendly voice. They're grabbing a drink. They see both Nook. That's where the episode left off. <laughs> Kadana was there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, PK. That brings us to episode 56, Rat Race. So, welcome back, travelers. We pick up with our almost heroes still in the coastal city of Westreach, and after a bit of blasphemy at the local temple of the Seven Gods, uh, the boys headed to the local seedy dive tavern of the Crooked Tooth in search of information. So, uh, as you all like walk into this like you know very seedy tavern. Um, the windows on the outside are uh, pretty much like smoked black. As you're walking on the inside, you're seeing that like 
the fireplace itself in the corner, this like very prominently placed fireplace in this like small building, uh, you can see that it's just like putting, they must be burning like some wood that is like either partially wet or something. Cause it is just like, it's really smoky kind of on the inside and you can see the smoke and you're like, oh, that's why the windows are black. Because they're just like, it's, they're, they're just like not, there's like not proper ventilation for the fire, whatever the case may be. Maybe they haven't cleaned it in a hundred years, who knows? Um, but like that's, it's, it's relatively kind of like a little bit hazy on the inside and that's likely what the black blackened windows are from. Um, as you walk in, uh, like I said, it's a relatively small room, pretty dingy, very like not super well lit. Um, and there is a bar across the way that you can see a uh, kind of crouched human uh, that is kind of like hairier than you would expect them to be with some like kind of mutton chops that is behind the tavern. Uh, bar cleaning the uh, cleaning with a kind of a dirty rag, uh, a rag that's probably dirty enough to actually be dirtying the counter more potentially. Uh, to your right in the corner, you see uh, two people uh, that the two figures that you had ran into when you tried coming to this this tavern when it was not open yet. Uh, the the halfling uh, and what looks like kind of like a half elf. Uh, they are both kind of like, they notice what you when you walk in and they look like they were kind of in conversation and they kind of just both look up and are just looking at you now. Uh, no kind of like, I mean, you could do a kind of, you know, insight or something like that to see, but they just kind of seem like they're aware of your presence. Uh, there's an empty table to, you know, kind of between them and the bar itself. Uh, and then to your left, as you walk in, you hear the familiar voice of your friend, Nook the Goblin, uh, in his bright Guy Fieri flaming, you know, silk robes, uh, and his companion, uh, the silver, I believe it was silver, uh, silver Aarakocra, uh, wearing her kind of like leather armor with these two swords across her back, uh, by the name of Kadana. Hey, it's you guys. The, uh, the uh, falafel four was it? Something like that. I don't. What do you? What are y'all doing here? Uh, well, it was just a whole mess with like a bear out or something. It was like a really big bear, and um, you know, I'm not even too sure why we're here anymore. Um, the car can do some cool stuff. We flew here from a mountain true story no kidding. yeah on a cart donkeys and all um it was pretty cool it's it's cosmo in the bar as well is cosmo I, there yet i think you all came together i believe i came to i came with but i don't remember knowing if i was coming in or not initially i had said no but we left that one up to was, you is it dark it's, yeah it's it's dark outside i would probably say that it's um maybe let's just say like 10 o'clock Okay. Oh, that's right, because it opens after. Um, yeah, I'll I'll say I'm inside. Sweet. Because I was gonna lead over and say, and, and Cosmo, it, I thought he was gonna lose his lunch right on top of the city while we were flying. Isn't that right, Cosmo? And he's gonna like, what? Why do you smell like bacon? Why do I smell like bacon? Yeah, what something is... about you smells like like freshly cooked bacon. I, I, uh, I got nothing, really. Like bacon? Yeah, something gets your nose. Something's cooking. It smells kind of good. I might have to, uh, go see if they got any, any, uh, uh, food in this place establishment. It is a fancy place. This is, this place don't seem that too, that fancy there, Glenn. What do you think? I don't, I don't know if you want to eat anything that this place has to offer. I say without most respect and 
with a kind of a hushed voice. Uh, Nook and Kadana, what uh, what brought you guys to town? Oh, you know, uh, we uh, we're trying to get a, a ride out of here. It's um, seems like people aren't trying to go across the uh, across the seas right now. I'm trying to get back to New Arda, but it's uh, seems like it's a little bit uh, more fraught than it was before. Give you a reason for that, or just not a lot of people making the trip? It seems like not a lot of people are making the trip right now, and if they are, it's, it's damn expensive. You know, we, uh, <laughs> as you know, we didn't really walk away with much from that tournament, so it's uh, just trying to see if we can hitch our way on some sort of, you know, doing some sort of fence or something like that. I heard that they were doing a call out to, you know, defend some some ships or whatnot. So just waiting on whatever one is going across to Nuada and see if we can. Do some some guard duty on there. Pay our but, way. Well, uh, I can't promise anything, but uh, I think we know a guy. Oh, really? You know someone that's going across Nuwata? Well, I don't know where they're going, but I mean, we might be helping them later with a ship. But uh, I don't think we're going to Nuwata. That's why I'm like, it's a maybe, but we could connect you. You know, see if there's something maybe they would do. I'll vouch for you. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a quick rundown of Red Watch. Actually, just kind of helping some some shipping vessels. But uh, Captain Combs I'm sure will be able to connect you with anybody that you might be able to get you across Nuwarta. But that's a uh, that's that's uh, it's better than nothing. I was saying, you can see that if you're you can see that Nook has like a pretty big tankard in front of him that is definitely like halfway gone. And with being a little goblin, he's uh he's uh definitely like he's got the hiccups pretty good. Sorry to interrupt. If you uh looking for some quick coin, we might be able to get you on this this same run with us. But your your first shipping outing won't be to New Orleans; it'll be down south for a little bit. Not sure what uh what your timetable looks like. Well, I mean, my timetable tonight is uh, probably gonna be uh not super handy, but I I can you know I can uh I I might be able to sling a fireball too. No, we know that. Yeah, we do. Keep it outside, all right? Yeah, Kadana kind of like, just like, is sitting there with her arms crossed, not drinking uh, anything at all. And it seems like she's kind of like trying to touch the chairs as little as possible and kind of just like looks like through Like she probably had her eyes like partially closed before and she like looks over at Nook and is just like keeping a watchful eye on him now. Uh, and you can see that like one of his, uh, with the hand that is below the table has kind of like, uh, there's like a slight flame on it that he then like catches her eye and puts out. I want to cast blindness on him again. So <laughs> Especially drunk now. Yeah. Well, uh, it's obviously great seeing you. We'll, we'll reconnect afterwards, but we actually have some, some business we're looking for. Uh, Reggie, I'm not sure if you've, you've met the, the patron of this or maybe the owner of this place. I'm, maybe just operates out of here, but name's Reggie. Oh, yeah, Reggie. I'm pretty sure that's the guy I just bought this ale from. Oh, it's just the bartender here? Oh, that's convenient. You guys want to talk to him, maybe see if we uh, can't figure out a little more information about the, the run we need to do, but... Yeah, but wasn't there's like there was like a guy that we were supposed to meet here, and uh, Cosmo peers around looking for the old dude. 
Yeah, so uh, you do not see Hagen yet. Uh, you don't. You do not see them. Uh, you do remember that they said that they were going to meet you uh, tonight. Um, at, you know, at dark, but uh, you never specified a time, uh, and they are not here. Great. So, uh, so uh, drinks. Sure. Let's go meet Reggie. Grab the grab the boys and start heading to the bar. Sweet. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So as you're walking up to the bar, you are getting a better view, realizing like just how cooked over this this figure is. Like they're they're a human, and they're they're not like super super old. Uh, they're probably I don't know. Think like maybe in their like like early forties, if anything. Um, but very cooked over. Like like has like whitish gray hair that is kind of like wispy and growing out of like place like higher up on his face than it really should and like i said he has these like mutton chops and has kind of just like kind of fly away hair all over the place that's kind of like receding you know into like a, a nice cul-de-sac that's uh, very ill kept on his head um and uh as you're yeah as you're walking up to the bar he kind of like ceases wiping the, the counter with this gross rag and looks up what uh what can I help you with? I think we can uh, start with some drinks. Boys, the the usual. You got it. Two whales. That's that's two. One for each of me mitts. Uh, I'm S simple enough. I'm taking a night off, I think. But uh, appreciate it. And uh, normally I request for the. Bartender's favorite. What does that look like in your your mindset? He uh, he kind of looks up at you. I'm really afraid. <laughs> yeah, he lo he looks up at you and and kind of like, um, give me a. What's your passive insight? I believe it's pretty good. Uh, passive in or passive wisdom's not that good. It's like fourteen. Uh, yeah, fourteen. Okay. Um, I think that you. He looks up at you and you get a, just a little bit of a of a smirk. Um, and uh, he continues, so two ales for the Duergar and one special for the elf. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even in passive. I'm going to straight insight check that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. That's uh, not good. Yeah, it's lower than my passive, so okay. Just a, I'm getting some kind of special. Uh, roll me a d20, straight up and down. Okay. A 12. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, Reggie, Reggie kind of like turns uh, turns around, and there are two doors behind him. There is one door that is, uh, it's just kind of like a normal wooden door. It's like not fully like even fitted into the frame properly. You can see gaps, uh, gaps around it. Uh, like a little bit of light coming through. Um, and then behind him, kind of to the right, uh, there is a very like much thicker iron door that has like different shape, has kind of like the uh, rounded top on it that is fit very securely uh, and has uh, two different keyholes uh, in the door. Um, he goes through the door, the wooden door uh, that is, you know, just the normal door uh, and kind of busies himself in there for, you know, maybe a minute or two, uh, comes back with with two like pewter steins uh, full of ale, like like kind of overflowing over the top of them. Uh, you can definitely see that these this, the pewter in this it looks like it's been 
like it kind of looks like when you have something in your kitchen that it just gets grease in everything over a very long period of time so like it looks like it has black accents over any of these like the filigree in the actual pewter stein itself but you're like i probably could wipe that out with my fingernail if i really wanted to and oh, so you gross. just uh and he he puts those onto the onto the, the counter uh sloshing down onto the counter uh adding to the the filth that's already there um and then pulls out a glass from below the counter uh this like it's kind of like this rounded um like half rounded kind of coconut shaped glass uh but it's made out of like what looks like frosted glass may not be may just not be cleaned super well uh and starts mixing a, a few ingredients into it um finishing it off by cutting this this kind of like dark red uh, fruit that seems like some sort of fruit uh, and that has kind of like a, a sweet citrusy smell uh, and then cutting like a wedge off of that and uh, just plopping it down into this drink. The drink itself is like this dark, almost molasses brown kind of coloring. Uh, and as you're kind of like, as he's handing it to you, you get a whiff of what smells like, I don't know, it's like this kind of citrusy kind of like heavy on the alcohol and then like a sweet almost molassesy rum smell <laughs> got a you got a name for this reggie i call this one the black rat black rat it's favorite of sailors gets this keeps the scurvy away gotta be careful of that scurvy <laughs> thank you uh what do we what do we owe you uh ah. he's like eyeing you all over looking at like seeing all your um all of your uh, your refinement that you're wearing, and goes three gold. Three uh, gold. Yeah, Glenn looks to Rangrim. <laughs> that seems uh, that seems a little steep for for three drinks, but that's the that's the going rate around here. And Glenn's gonna pull out five gold and put it down on the, the counter, and slide over to him and say, uh, "How about?" You know, three for the drinks and two for some information. Um, yeah, roll me a persuasion check with advantage because of the money. Okay. Why am I the one who talks? <laughs> uh, definitely need that advantage. It's a gentleman's 20. Nice. Persuasion. Okay. No, that's a, that's a, that was a lie. I got a 15. I thought my persuasion was a lot higher. <laughs> it's, it's the lying that I'm better at now. Uh, okay. Um... Awesome. The deception's uh, good. The, the being honest and wanting someone to do something nice for me, not so hot. That's that's fair. Um, okay, yeah. I think that I think he kind of looks at you and he kind of looks around and you catch him kind of like he's looking at those uh, over the table that has the two other figures at it. And he looks back to you and goes, well, now you're speaking my language. What? What can I help you with? Well, we uh, we got some news. We actually have a job coming up tomorrow, but we we heard some information about you know maybe some some items that be might be making their their way into town from ships that maybe left town. Maybe the items never made it to their destination. Uh, we're definitely not here to break any of that info up, but we're talking about providing protection for one of these ships and. You know, we're not afraid to keep an eye out for, and in Thieves Camp, I'm going to say a good deal because I don't want Cosmo to catch on that I'm going <laughs> to yeah. try to barter with the deal that we're already making. 
Um, yeah, roll me a uh, roll me a percentage dice. Holy shit! A ninety-nine. Very awesome. Very nice. Very awesome. Anyway, very, very nice. Awesome. Uh, very awesome. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. Um, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, you, that, you communicate it flawlessly. You're you're picking up the the local feed the scan. Local. It seems okay. Like um, and then, yeah, drops. Say looking to make you know a better deal. Um, and then goes back to just calm and says, um, so maybe if you have a recommendation of maybe who might be able to move some of that product for us, or if there is a group that's been doing it, it'd be good to maybe get in contact with them. I don't know about any goods making their way into town. That's, that's, that's someone else's business. It's not mine. But I will say that I, I do know a bit about what's going on with the, uh, the ships not making it to places. Seems like there's something going on with the pirates. There's, there's been rumors that they've been consolidating, which is not common for them. Groups of pirate vessels that formerly had, you know, weren't allies, were had vengeances against each other coming together and banding and being more organized than they ever have in memory as far as I know. And if you know anything about pirates, having them organized is one of the most dangerous things I can think of. I'm glad to be on land. So I don't know anything about any of the goods, you know, that are going down making it to camp, but I can tell you what, they're going somewhere and it's Likely not to the bottom of the ocean. You said uh, it was somebody else's business. It's implying that uh, maybe we should ask somebody else. I'm sure you, sh- you can ask somebody else, but I'm also implying that I don't know who that is. I'm just, as someone who may or may not know a thing or two about stolen goods, I can tell you that if something's going missing, it likely means that someone else is profiting off of them. Those goods are being sold somewhere, but I don't know where. Well, uh, yeah, inside check. Okay, yeah, roll me an inside check. <laughs> Natural 20. Holy shit. So, and just for fun, that's a 29. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, if you want to do any kind of rebuttal, I will give you advantage on it um, because of that. I think that's the best way to go about this. If you want to, like, ask them another question or do something like that, I think that's – because, like, that – I mean, yeah, you absolutely know that they, they know more than they're telling you. Uh, but I'll give you advantage on whatever you want to do. Um, so, ring room kind of – Leans in. Well, uh, from what we've been hearing, things uh, don't normally go uh, missing or to the bottom of the ocean or get sold around here without you knowing something about it or were we misinformed on your importance of uh, these kind of dealings around here? Because we could take our gold somewhere else very easily. Um, I, 
Yeah, roll me. Uh, do you want to do intimidation? Do you want to do persuasion? What do you want to do? Persuasion. Cool. Awesome. With advantage. Well, thank you for that advantage, because that was a 2 and an 11. So with the 11, that gives me a 17. Okay. Not too bad. Um, awesome. So he kind of looks at you, and you can see him kind of, like, giving you a hard look out of, like, kind of, I mean, one of his eyes, like, doesn't, like, open all the way, and the other one's kind of, like, he's, like, squinting at you with the other one. Uh, and he kind of takes, uh, he kind of takes your one of your steins and kind of slides it. And he starts walking towards the other side of the bar, farther away from those two at the table. Um, and I, I assume you all kind of follow him kind of further down along the bar. Indeed. All right, listen. From what I've heard, there's someone that is organizing the pirates. It's, this is not some sort of thing that's just happening because it's happening. These aren't just random occurrences. There's, there's one person that is behind these attacks. There's, there's rumors of a powerful figure that's uniting the pirates for the first time in known memory. They're not being sold here, as far as I know. I, that's the honest-to-God truth. Uh, but there are other islands that are scattered around. could be to the south. They could be selling them. They could be selling them to the, the rebels in the north. The things that are going down, they're, the value is vast, and but they're the rod what's going down it's it's you know there's they're a bunch of different materials it's but at the rate in which the pirates are gaining power and you know, gaining a fleet and being well armed and as dangerous they are they're selling them to someone because they're well outfitted and are wealthier than they have been in quite some time this keeps up they're going to be a dangerous force and could start threatening the mainland that's about all I know. I and I don't I don't want to be known as a rat, so just keep this on the down low. Why did you feel like uh, needed to move down this way? Is it Let's cleaner just say down that, here? Uh, roll me a roll me a persuasion check. I like that Cosmo doesn't understand like being sneaky. <laughs> Uh, an 18. Okay. Let's just say that being known as someone with loose lips is not a sought-after quality in these parts of town. That's fair. Uh, if I remember correctly, we were introduced to you under the, the surname of Reggie the Rat. Is that not something that you're trying to get people to continue spreading? You want us maybe whisper campaign try to get that one shut down because that probably is real defaming for the type of establishment you're trying to set up here yeah that's uh, a little bit of a different connotation behind that one but i don't i don't know he's uh he's kind of looking at you uh glenn roll me one more uh persuasion check there uh, natural 19, which I think for realsies this time is a dirty 20. That's a dirty 20. For the, yeah. This time okay. it was an honest one. 
He's looking to get over the table. Are any of you familiar with the Rat Pack? Uh, is that the the group of traveling bards, or is that a different is that a different <laughs> Rat Pack? <laughs> That's wonderful. Great job. Uh, I give you inspiration for that. That's a very good joke. Um, Do I roll a history check? I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Roll me. Um, yeah. Roll me. Roll me history checks. Like. Sure. Oh my god. Now, give... Natty one. Okay. I was gonna say, I'll, Glenn, I'll give you advantage on it because I think you are uh, you run in these circles. Oh yeah. They're shady fools. Yeah, it's really not much better. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Eleven total. Fourteen. Uh, history. Do I get a bonus to history? I don't. But it's a seventeen. Okay. Um. Okay, so I'll start describing it. I'll have I'll have Reggie talk, and then he'll. Uh, I think I'll give you guys the amount of information you have. Um, all right. Well, the Rat Pack. It's it's kind of a underground society, if you will. Not all of Sakal is friendly to the the wear races. I don't know if you're familiar with. You know, that way that some of us wares are treated, but. Well, actually, we have a good bit of uh, dealing in this situation. It's very uncommon that we have prior knowledge of some of the stuff we're getting into. Yes. So this is actually pr- working out pretty good for us so far. We do. We have a, uh, we're tiger friends. So, we, uh, we, yeah, we set up a small militia. I, this might be the most prepared for a conversation we've ever been. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, tigers. Glenn uh. high fives Rangrim and Cosmo. Like, <laughs> I'm not going in blind this time. Uh, that's, I mean, that's. I'm not trying to bring great. up any, you know, cat and mouse type things, but. Uh... I was, we're not, I'm not really super fond of wear tigers, but I'm glad to hear that you don't have any prejudices. Let's just say that if you ever find yourself in. Goldbreak, the uh, the Rat Pack has deep roots. There has has few nests underneath the ground that you might be able to find interest in or find information from if you find yourself in that area. They uh, they've delved pretty deep into that city. Can we uh, address them as rats' nests because that I feel like if I say that with a bad inflection, people might receive it as negative connotation but sure, yeah it almost feels derogatory in nature with you're not like in the in the pack as it were yeah exactly yeah like I, I have to be in it to ask to go to the rats nest. I just I just want to make sure I'm not you know offending now you go there and you uh you ask them about the the rat pack they'll be able to you run in the right circles and he's like looking at he's kind of looking at Glenn and goes I think you'll be able to find your way around, but just uh, careful where you stick your uh, stick your whiskers. I will. He's the only one without a beard, though. What you mean, us? I I have with like if you look, they're they're blonde. <laughs> they're like squint, squint. Get real close, squint. He's he's squinting. He's squinting. Yeah, yeah. Squint your eyes and tilt. It's really abstract of sorts. <laughs> 
have, I have abstract facial hair. <laughs> it's like a Picasso. Glenn, Glenn's hurt. <laughs> uh, well, Reggie, that's that's great news. We often come across some goods that we need to, you know, get rid of quickly. So if you have a, a nest here as well, we might be bringing some some items your way. We kind of find ourselves collecting a lot of different things. Is there anything in particular, any special item that might be able to help you make a bigger name for yourself or a bigger name for the pack in town or otherwise? I mean, hey, you... Uh... You come across some goods that you need fenced. You, uh, you know where to go. Well, I uh, appreciate the uh, knowledge and pointing tip, but uh, we've got uh, another acquaintance to meet. Cosmo's just gonna put a couple of gold down on the table. Okay. Um, Awesome. Yeah, you. Uh, I think uh, you all turn around and see, and you kind of can now uh, hear uh, Nook snoring loudly uh, from his chair, uh, where he is like passed out, uh, head over the back of it like this, uh, and uh, Kadana is just kind of like looking, uh, looking over at him, kind of shaking her head, uh, and seems like she's kind of preparing to pick him up and carry, <laughs> carry him out of the building. We. Uh, Glenn like kind of motions to the guys to walk and sit over at their table. I guess they're they're going to be departing, but um, we can take their spot and wait for our boy Hagen. Okay, yeah, uh, Kadana uh, kind of not so gently kind of tosses Nook over her shoulder, her, like her strong Arakokra shoulder, like kind of between her the wings uh, on her back, uh, and she kind of just nods her head at you and uh, kind of heads out the door. She's walking out. Glenn's like, it was good talking to you. <laughs> she just kind of gives you a wave. Doesn't say anything at all. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, the table is vacated. Uh, you all are just kind of uh, getting looked at by the, uh, the, two, the two gents sitting in the corner and uh, Reggie, who's kind of like throwing furtive glances back, not furtive, uh, kind of uncomfortable glances back and forth between you guys and the, the ones in the corner just uh, while, you know, going back to, you know, cleaning up and kind of arranging things behind the bar. Yeah, uh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, it sounds like we perceive this, like we're aware of the two uncomfortable guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, Cosmo would just, well, if, if something seems fishy about those two in the corner, is that why we slid down? Yeah, I think, I think uh, try to keep the conversation away from them. Um, might not want to make too much eye contact, but we should keep an eye on them for our time here. I don't generally do well avoiding things. It's almost almost feels better to just call it out, like. But <laughs> before I say what I'm about to say, can I do a perception check to see if I recognize them at all? Okay. Uh, natural 19 for a bunch. 27. Okay. Um, I will say what you recognize about them is, I mean, well, they're definitely the same the same two that uh, kind of goaded you all away from the Perfect. place when it wasn't open. Uh, and they, uh, they also have similar features to Reggie where they mm-hmm. are overly hairy. Uh, mm-hmm. And kind of like you notice that they have like uh, 
you know, they haven't smiled very much, but when you were talking to them before, you notice that they have, like, kind of overly sharp front teeth, like, kind of overly long, overly sharp front teeth. Uh, so, yeah, when Cosmo says, uh, I think it might just be a good idea to approach it, Glenn, just, I, I mean, it's gotten us quite far so far, so by all means, Cosmo, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Well, uh, I guess we're still waiting for a Hogan, yeah? We have time. Are you going to say something? Uh, no. Are you getting up and going over there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cosmo, as you are getting up to start walking across the room, uh, the door uh, swings open with a pretty, pretty quickly and kind of bangs it back against the wall. Uh, and you all see a very hurried looking uh, uh, ego who's kind of standing in the doorway, looks, looks sideways, sees you all, uh, and just kind of like, uh, Ben's like kind of doubles over like you can tell he's he's cle- like breathing very heavily has clearly been running and goes uh, my friends uh, did you do something to upset someone tonight maybe uh, mm. not yet it, um, I honestly don't know anymore but maybe possibly I thought it was just the shenanigans with Cosmo and the boat but uh, well, the, answer, uh, the answer's usually. He, uh, he moves over to the, the table and kind of like pulls a chair around to sit, you know, sit in it backwards, cool guy, cool teacher style. Um, and uh, <laughs> How do I, I reach I sit- these keys? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, he, he sits he, and he kind of like looking over, at, kind of looking over at Cosmo, but just like trying to keep his voice down a little bit and goes, there are Imperial Guards tearing your room at the Sandy Shanty apart right now as we speak. And they brought an arbiter with him. What's in? Oh, what? oh, what's in arbiter? Roll me a uh, roll me a history check. Crap. Uh, that is I've a fourteen. I've never heard of that thing before. I rolled a two. <laughs> That's probably fair for Rangram. Actually, did that Rangram have heard of it? You wanted a history check? Yep. <clears throat> Seventeen. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that both, uh, Glenn, you got a 14? Yeah. Okay. I think that uh, both Cosmo and Glenn, uh, I think that you both have heard of these figures. Uh, they are the, basically the enforcers of the faith. Uh, and they are to be feared. They are generally like when, when they show up, things are not cool. Um, and uh, the fact that one of them is here is a pretty scary situation. Um, and Ego, uh, trying to catch his breath a little bit, uh, just kind of grabs one of Rangrim's, like, <laughs> I think the, maybe the second tankard and kind of uh, takes a tries taking a swig of it. I don't know if Rangrim stops him or not. I'd say, is so, it empty already? <laughs> one of them is, the other one is not. Oh, my friends, this is, uh, this is not good. I mean, it was just one magnet through, like all this over. What would the protector do, little magnet? It seems like they're overreacting just a bit. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. They didn't have like a lot of inclusive names. It was all very like Chad, Brad, Dad, Lad. It wasn't it wasn't even that creative. <laughs> you know that guy, Dad. <laughs> that guy, Dad. It's a good guy. It's an elfin name. So, uh. Well, how, so, how intense was the ransacking, or are they just looking to see if they can find us? 
Well, the, uh, the practitioner of the Sainte-Shanti is not happy, that's for sure. I don't think you're going to get your deposit back. Don't think we actually made one, so that's perfect. We do need to get our cart back. That's that is going to be quite a... True. Oh. Can we fit a cart on your boat? <laughs> there should be room, yes. Uh, there is a livestock space below. All right. Well, boys, it looks like we're going to have to make a, a quick giddy up and go, literally. It's nighttime, correct? It is nighttime. It's probably about like between, mm. it's probably around midnight now, let's say at this point. Maybe like maybe between 11 and midnight. Well, I mean, it's. I could probably just go get the cart. By yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you met an arbiter? I don't, I don't know what that is. Is it a, pa- is it a pastry? What is it? Picture like, uh, remember Peril with the, the big axe that turns people to stone? Yep. Mix it, that with the personality of the mother sword beast we fought ages ago, and then just throw religion into it. And that's an arbiter. Hmm. It, that sounds about right. Well, I think this is a, uh, we, we go get our girls and get the hell out. Yeah, I'll just go right, right over the Ego's boat. Trust me, I'll be in and out. Just, just like the wind, and I'm gonna pick up my tankard and start walking to the door. And as I'm drinking it, I cast invisibility on myself and just keep <laughs> out awesome. the door, and then just chuck the tankard over the bar. <laughs> um, I'm gonna roll a, a dexterity saving throw for Reggie. I'm going to use my mage hand to catch it. So I'll okay. Either yes, you rolled it. a Reggie rolled a three. Do so. I dexterity saving throw as well? Yes. For the mage hand. Okay. Uh, seventeen. Plus four. Okay, it How makes it halfway across. Okay, it, I think it makes it. I think it makes it like most of the way to Reggie before that that mage hand like whips up in front of him and catches it. Uh, do you set it down? Yeah, I just like set it down gently <laughs> on the, the little table and uh, said to Evelyn over to Cosmo like we might want to at least provide some assistance at least on the route maybe maybe we can clear it out on the way to the ship but I think we need to go with him. Oh. One thing you two. Oh, sorry, one thing that uh, Rangrim and Glenn, one thing you notice with your passive perception, uh, both those figures, uh, when you go to catch that thing, uh, that that Stein, uh, both those figures uh, have made their way outside and have snuck, like slunk out of this bar. Oh, they're not there anymore? They are not there. Cowards. Right, well, uh, I guess saved by the bell, as it were. Let's go. I was I was very excited to see how that interaction was gonna go. Maybe maybe we'll get to catch them in the morning when they're not as as shifty. And look, yes. Glenn's gonna look to Reggie, like kind of wave and be like, I, I just gotta say, man, I I love what you do with the branding. We need to talk later for to spitball some ideas, and I'm gonna slug the the black rat. It's it's actually not bad. Uh, it's it tastes um it really does. It tastes kind of like um it tastes it tastes kind of like a a, a sweet kind Swedish kind of like rum uh citrus citrusy drink like a like an orange and orange and rum i survived then sweet mm-hmm. um cosmo do you want to try to make it back to sandy shanty or do you think we should be getting the, the boat ready what do you do you have in mind i think it's gonna be a quick escape if you can uh if you can make it to the ship i can collect the crew along with the captain and uh, we may be able to set sail tonight i'll have to I'll check with Captain Combs, of course. 
uh, is, I don't think, uh, I don't think you all have much of an option to stay here. Otherwise, unless you want to be hiding, find a place to hide out or flee town. Think ships are best bet. Uh, got that fancy horse ears available, Cosmo? I don't oh, think do have I? a lot of time to spare. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, what is the so so? Run me through this plan. What's everyone doing? Uh, Rangrim already trying to like just slink out the front is just kind of uh, uh, stealthy, but like Rangrim stealthy, not, Ca- not casually like, walking invisibly. Like I'm casually walking. I'm not like really sneaking. Just okay. that I Armor. I get to the sandy shanty, he'd be much quieter. Okay. You no. Know, actually getting the donkeys hooked up back to the cart and trying to like sneak into it so when you get to the sandy shanty uh as you even get close as you're walking around there you're noticing there is a lot of activity and there's a lot of like roads that are being blocked um by not only like uh, at the farther away roads like as you're kind of like you can see that there's just a like a lot more town guards but we are also seeing our there's a lot more like imperial guards which are wearing different garb than the uh they're wearing like the the purple like the purple and royal like uh, gold um and they are just like stopping commoners as they're walking and you're i, I think that um I think you're able to, because you're invisibility, I'm not gonna make you do a stealth check. I think you're able to like make your way kind of around them, but you're noticing like there is a lot of activity. And as you're getting closer, they are there are no people anywhere, like within like two streets of the Sandy Shanty. They've all been blocked off and people are being held at bay. Um, and as you are getting closer to it, like you can see that in some in one of the upward rooms, like where you know your room to be, uh, you can just like there is there is a bunch of activity up there. There's a lot of people moving around and doing stuff, and you can just hear like uh, what probably sounds like the, um, the the owner of the bar. Uh, you hear her yelling like, "Oh, come, just can you don't? Why do you have to break?" And you just hear her really frustrated, kind of yelling from the inside. Um, and there are at least like four uh, Imperial soldiers that are stationed outside. Um, and you kind of catch a glimpse of what looks like a very terrified looking uh, like elven child uh, that you recognize to be Haki, who is kind of like peeking around the edge of uh, the cartwheels uh, that are in the stable just off to the side of the Sandy Shanty. Okay, Rangrum is gonna just sneak his way in there and just whisper under his breath to that elven kid remember I'll still fucking kill you (laughs) okay roll me roll me a uh, a stealth check uh, with disadvantage because your armor uh, and then roll me a intimidation check with advantage wait would it be a flat stealth because he's invisible yeah I guess it would be absolutely yeah flat stealth well those were both 15s okay and that <laughs> not a 50 that's a 12 for the in- intimidation with advantage oh no that was the stealth oh, oh gotcha intimidation with advantage oh well if they were both 15 so the first one we could just take the 15 cool and then my intimidation with advantage that's actually also a 15 so i only have a plus two to that awesome um yeah so I, I think that uh, I think that Haki uh, screams immediately and runs uh, runs screeching uh, out of the uh, out of the stable. Uh, 
leaving a uh, a trail of wetness uh, behind them as he's as he's fleeing. Um, and I think that at least two of the guards kind of take off after him as he kind of like tears through the the alley of one of the buildings. Um, so there's only there's only like two guards left outside. Um, and you are able to, you were able to sneak past and make it over there without, by distancing yourself enough that you didn't, uh, you know, that you were able, you weren't spotted or heard, I guess. Okay. So you are now in this stable with, uh, with the, the donkeys and you're trying to get them hooked up. Getting the, the cart all hooked up and like climbing into the driver's seat a little bit and just kind of looking around the corner before he gets into the driver's seat where the other two guards are on the backside of the sandy shanty. Mm-hmm. He's going to just, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy, and I'm actually going to use Glenn's voice and have it say, Man, I wicked hate the new gods. I'm glad we chose to hide over here. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I think, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Uh, roll me an animal handling check to get the girls, uh, get the girls rolling. Cool, 18, I like that. Awesome. Um, for one thing is, as soon as you like started moving up to the cart, you notice that it is fully illuminated. Uh, the The wheels are lit up. It is it's after dusk. Uh, the wheels are lit up, and the uh, uh, Champagna and Cologne's hooves are fully, you know, just that that amethyst, amethyst light is uh, fully illuminated on this cart. Um, you uh, you get them hooked up. You get them all ready to go. They kind of like look back at you, uh, you know, fully trusting you. And Rangram, what do you want to do? He's like really just really lightly tapping on the reins like, I really hope it, that magic gave like a quiet mode or something because this thing is, and he's like looking around at like the wheels glowing. He's like, this might not have been the smartest idea. I mean, they can't say me. And he's like kind of putting a little giddy up in him to try and get him trotting up the saddle mm -hmm. as he's invisible on the extremely visible. Yeah, um, I mean, it's open in front of you. You're in a relatively open kind of courtyard area in front of you. Uh, and uh, it is just like, you know, it, there's just torchlight on this cobblestone in front of you, but you have a decent runway ahead of you and the guards are kind of distracted off to your right currently. So I'd probably like a moderate trot maybe to get them going. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that with the 18, you're, you're able to do this actively. So you you take you are you've moved out of the stable now. You are fully exposed in the middle of this uh, this courtyard. Uh, what do you want to do? Just if the gu guards aren't directly looking in that direction, we're just gonna haul balls to okay. the. Are rock. you you're staying on the ground? Then I didn't know if you were taking off in the sky or not. Oh, is that an option? <laughs> uh, I I think that um, I think that in front of you I think that you you're gonna have to make it a bit of a distance. Um, there is a uh, there's kind of like a humped um, like bridge crossing a kind of one. Oh, of the say no ways. more. You already know I'm gonna send it. Okay. Send uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Roll me uh, roll me another animal handling check. Let's see how fast you can get going. <laughs> with advantage. With advantage for you. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That's a. 18 plus 5, 23. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you uh, you start, uh, I, I think that like, you basically just like take off out of the stable and just like are, just start gaining speed, uh, catch sight of that um, that bridge and just like beeline towards it. You notice that there are two guards that are kind of like 
there's like at least two guards that are standing in the way, um, kind of on your way there that were blocking the road. And as you're kind of like flying up behind them and you're gaining speed, uh, they kind of dive out of the way and you're able to just hit this, uh, basically hit this bridge like a ramp and just launch your way uh, into the sky. I think that a few, um, I'm gonna roll a couple attacks against you with disadvantage. Yeah, I think the best of that is a, is a 19, which is gonna still, I think it's gonna, they stick into the cart in the back, uh, but they don't hit you and they don't hit the donkeys, but uh, a, a couple arrows come flying up behind you, uh, but you're able to get it up into the into the sky. Uh, amazing. <laughs> um, let's hop back over to uh, Cosmo and Glenn. Uh, Ego has, has headed out. Um, I don't know if you wanted to tell him to do anything or ask him to do anything before, but he was going to head out and get the uh, crew and the captain uh, over to the ship and agreed to meet you there. Well, uh, well Glenn, you want to just race like hell to the boat or think we need to get back up to Rangrim? I think we... Uh, I'm going to guess by now that he's already got this taken care of. We could just take our time going over to the ship. I don't think we're really in much of a rush. Maybe we should just do it a little stealthy. I can uh, help you out a little bit with that, and I'm going to boop him on the nose and cast invisibility. Okay. Awesome. And then I'm just going to slink into all of the shadows and just make our way to the ship. I don't, I don't think we're really in any kind of rush if... We got flying boy. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, you start, you all start making your way. Uh, it, it's the area of town you're in. You have to cross a couple bridges. You're you're kind of separate from you know where the harbor is. You're on the kind of uh, eastern side of town in the more uh, smaller, slummier part of it. Um, so yeah, roll me uh, roll me a stealth check for Glenn, and then a straight up and down stealth check for Cosmo. All right. Let's do it, huh? A, a whole bunch. <laughs> a whole bunch. I rolled an 18 plus 13, so <laughs> a whole bunch. 31. Okay. Awesome. Um, what'd you get, Cosmo? They can't see on this thing. <laughs> it's a 12. Okay. Oof. Uh, Glenn, yeah, I mean, you're like the water. You're just moving through these these alleyways, like, you know, just slinking around. And then you kind of like, from behind you, you just start hearing this like clanking of armor as Cosmo is moving. Like, he's, he's you can tell he's trying to be quiet, but it's just difficult to be quiet when you just are that like covered in metal, essentially overlapping metal uh, with like what two at like two weapons on your back, just like a bunch of weapons and a bunch of stuff, just like yes. clanking around as you're moving, like very quiet, trying to move very quietly. Um, I, I don't think that you're super concerned yet, Glenn, but you're it's like as you're moving, you're, you're starting to notice too like the the town guards that are becoming more and more common, especially on the bridge crossings uh, and anywhere that it kind of comes to a. Uh, more of like a funnel point there's like there are guards some of them where you're like when you, by the time that you make it across uh some of the smaller bridges from the east part of town and are making your way closer to where the sandy shanty is uh i don't know if you're trying to take an, another like roundabout route or if you're going to try to go like the most direct route that's kind of up to you looking at the looking at the map kind of where are you do you have a direction you'd like to go um 
Since Rangrim is flying in the air with purple wings or purple wheels, excuse me, can we see him yet? Oh, I think you, I think you absolutely can. I think that at, by the time that you make it, like just like maybe, cause it took him a little bit to get there. And then, so for him to take off, I think that by the time uh, that like you're about halfway there, uh, I think that that's when you would see Rangrim kind of take off into the sky. Okay. And then how, Okay, so about halfway there is also when we started to see like more and more guards. Yes. Um, I would, every time I, okay, so yeah, as we approach like the first group of guards, um, I'm going to like kind of my work my way. Cause I, I, like no matter what we have to cross a bridge, there's the huge bridge, there's two tiny bridges, and then there's like a medium sized one, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta stay with Cosmo. Yeah, I'm just following the clinking metal, really. And like, <laughs> I'm like auditorially because I can't see him because he's invisible, but like, I'm just trying to keep near him. Um, okay. Because it's it's a concentration ball, so I can't do much. Yeah, I, no. I can't really cast too much. Yeah, I gotta, I steer okay. near the, the clinky boy. Okay, so you're just taking a direct route then, I assume. Yes. I'm, okay. Yeah. So you're so you you make it across the the first bridge uh, crossing with no problem. There's not there's no guards there. It's it's pretty quiet. Uh, you get to the one that is crossing across to the the section this the main section of the city where the Sandy Shanty is located. Uh, there are two town guards that are stationed on this bridge that seem to be stopping. You see them turn away at least one pedestrian and, and turn them back walking your way. Um, how do you want to approach this crossing? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, I, I, I kind of have to let Cosmo go first to see what he, see if he can get across. Cause he's, he's my clanky boy. I gotta I mean, stay, you... gotta stay near him with the, the invisibility. Okay. Cosmo, so you're, um, are you trying to sneak across? Do you have another, uh, plan of attack? What do you want to do? Um, I was just looking at my spell list here. What I... Power word kill. Our word. Word kill the whole town. I hit him with the disintegration ray. <laughs> pew pew. Uh, That's such a fun spell. So the guards are kind not. of at this like crossing, right? They're right at the, the edge yeah. of it. We're kind it's, of approaching them, right? Yeah, it's probably a 10 foot wide bridge uh, that probably spans uh, like 15, 15 feet. Uh, across that waterway, and they are just standing uh, on one end of it, and they're turning away civilians. Are they're they're they... all standing on the far, the far side of it, far side. So we have to cross the bridge, and then they're right there, and they're yeah, turning but they're only... back. But the bridge itself is only 15 feet long. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. 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 Um. So I guess what I'll do is uh, I'm gonna try and sneak my way. I don't know how like stealth noise radius works. I mean, but if you want to go stealth, roll that uh, roll that stealth. So I, I want to try and um, let's say I want to. So what I want to do is maybe get within like ten feet of them. Like okay. I want to get kind of sounds like maybe most of the way across the bridge. Okay. And um, yeah, that's that's where I, that's the point I want to get to. Right. Okay. So roll me a stealth check. Okay. 
radical. Uh, 15. Okay. Uh, I think that because you're not getting, you're only getting within 10 feet of them, I think that you're able to, uh, you're able to do that with a 15. Okay. Where they, they don't see, they, they kind of like, they seem like they kind of like, here's something, but they're not like on a, on alert yet. Okay. And uh, I'd imagine I would know like we're, if we're cutting left, like after the bridge, we're cutting left, right? You would be, you're going straight. You're, I mean, you're, uh, well, yeah, no, you're going straight across the bridge uh, in, in the, okay. basically you're going east, directly east to directly west. Okay. Oh, I'm just trying to, I'm looking at the bridges, just trying to get a feel for which one it might be. Just it's the one that's, yeah, it's the one that's directly, uh, directly east of the Sandy Shanty. Gotcha. Okay. So I am just going to, uh, and I, there might be a spell complication. I'm going to misty step 30 feet past them. Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think that you need a roll for that. I think that that just happens. Uh, and I, I mean, I, yeah, you, you basically like, so you're, you'll be 20 feet past them at that point. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, yeah, I think that's great. Um, roll me, uh, I'm not gonna make you roll for that that at all. That's awesome. So Cosmo, you slink your way as much as humanly, well, as much as dwarfly possible uh, up to them at about 10 feet away. And then you misty step uh, past them, just disappearing in this cloud of vapor. Uh, I think they hear like kind of a noise, like a real quickly. And then they just, you just appear, uh, well, you, you don't appear because you're still invisible, uh, but you you're 30 feet. Uh, no, he drops. Away. He drops. He loses invisibility when he casts the spell. I do. Okay. That's what I. That's why I was at. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, you didn't know I was gonna tell you. <laughs> so I was just letting it happen. Cosmo uh, wouldn't know. He's never been invisible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Cosmo, you're like, I got a perfect plan. You disappear, reappear, and then you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, Cosmo, you're standing in the middle of uh, this open cobblestone area uh, just past these guards. They don't notice that you're there, um, but you can absolutely see that you are like, you're in broad daylight, well, in broad night now. Uh, and there are, there's at least one other guard that is pretty close to you. Uh, picture the, uh, when you're trying to sneak into the castle where they're like on this loop where they're moving around and they continuously coming like a back. rooftop, there. there's a path. Exactly, yeah. They they haven't seen you yet, but like there are two guards that are going to quickly see you with the, the loops that they're on. Okay. Um, I look for cover. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll me a perception check. Nine. Okay. Uh, you, you see <laughs> what looks like uh, a barrel that is empty, uh, that, seem, that seems like it's empty, that's kind of like to the right of you by a building. Um, do you wanna, uh, uh, you think you probably fit into it? Um, is it like dark around it? Like is um, there, like is it, I'm mostly it's, just it's, looking for like a dark cover, not necessarily something I need to hide in. Okay, um, yeah, I think that uh, there's, there's like a, a dark inside to this uh, this building that's kind of like hidden from the the lamp light that's on the front of it. Um, if you wanted to try to get over there, sure. Uh, Look her down. Yeah, roll me. Uh, you know what I'll do because you're not you haven't seen yet. I'll uh, roll me a uh, stealth with advantage. Well, no, it's going to be straight up and down because it's it would have been advantage, but you have disadvantage in stealth direct. Okay. So before I move right now, before I move or that's to, to move. get that's to get over there without them seeing you. What you got? I got a six. <laughs> I feel uh, like uh, I feel like Crunk from the Emperor's New Groove. 
Cosmo, you, uh, Glenn, you watch this happen. You watch him disappear, reappear, uh, and just become non-invisible. And then you just watch this chicanery unfold. He uh, he kind of like dives to the side, trying to get uh, get next to this building, knocking this barrel sideways that's full of what looks like like you know like fish remnants, fish parts. You realize this building is actually some sort of like uh, like you know fishery, like fish cleaning or packing uh, building. Um, and all of the, like this barrel just goes like rolling around as Cosmo is like trying to dive uh, for cover uh, behind it. And both guards now that were on that bridge turn to turn away from you, Glenn. So you are not, uh, you know, you all have an easy time sneaking across, but uh, Cosmo, uh, at least three guards have eyes on you currently. Uh, two of which are town guards, one of which is an Imperial guard that uh, you can see has the symbol of the seven on their chest. The two guards that turn around, were they, what What race do they look like? Do they look like humans? Do they look like? Yeah, we'll, we'll say uh, we'll say there's a human and uh, probably like a half dwarf. Okay, so once I see that happen, once I see them turn, uh, Glenn is going to effectively take the dash action across the bridge and like use okay. as much, much movement as he has. And as he's doing so, he's gonna pull out two of the nightcaps and he's gonna just pop both of them in their faces as he runs through them. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'll roll saving throws for them. What is that, a constitution saving throw? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> oh my God, it doesn't matter. They both rolled sevens. They literally nice. both rolled sevens. Uh, they you, get hit by the sleep spell. When you run through the middle of them, slapping your hands together, just making this cloud of vapor, uh, kind of probably closing your, like not inhaling while you run through yeah. the smoke. Uh, and both of them just kind of like, Fall to, like heads smack together, fall down on the ground and are asleep. And then when I see the other barrel just start to roll out, um, I'm gonna make my way like directly to <laughs> Cosmo. Okay, so can the Imperial Guard like see him or yes. is it? Okay. Cosmo is laying, Cosmo has slid, dove to the side, is, is like laying on the ground sideways, not within cover now, uh, and, is, and has knocked this barrel rolling kind of in a arc out into the middle of this courtyard. Um, how far is this, uh, this guard from me? Uh, probably uh, 15 feet. And, and I, it sounds like I would be aware that they saw me uh, and are walking towards so. me. Okay. Yeah, I think you can hear like boots on concrete. Um, okay, so, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing about. Okay, so Cosmo's just gonna, um, he's just gonna say, he's crouched down and he's just, I'm not the dwarf you're looking for. And he's gonna <laughs> cast command. On him. Perfect. Oh, amazing, yes. amazing. Uh, what are you commanding him to? Commanding them to do? Uh, to flee. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the save? Uh, it's a wisdom save. Another seven. Yes. Phenomenal. That is that is wild. Um, amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, that was all on the Rangrim dice, by the way. So Rangrim, you're you're coming out for him. Uh, your boys right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, by the way, Rangram, uh, 
you likely see this happening. Uh, you're, you've kind of gone up in the air and you're kind of looping back around, but with your perception, I, I assume that you you can see this. Uh, you you can recognize uh, the, the gleam off of Cosmo's armor as he's kind of like uh, flopping around in this uh, in this courtyard, kind of like really close to where that stable originally was by the Sandy Shanty. That's kind of where they're at now. Brangman just pulls out one of his beard cigarettes and lights and he's like, how are they more conspicuous than I am right now? <laughs> just sailing over towards the ego and Captain. Uh, what was Captain's name? Captain Combs. 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 I always want to say. I want to say Cook for some reason. I mean, it's it's good. Maybe you'll run into a Captain Cook. Um, <laughs> Captain Dane Cook. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the the guard inexplicably, uh, or the the the, yeah, the soldier inexplicably, uh, kind of like sees you do that you're not the dwarf i'm not the dwarf you're looking for uh their eyes kind of glaze over and they just kind of like turn around drop their their spear and just start running in the other direction <laughs> um the the guard the other guard that was kind of circling sees them do this uh and when i say guard these are soldiers i'll, I'll start using soldiers for the imperial uh, soldiers um the other soldier that was kind of circling in the area took off uh took off after them jerry <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, uh, takes off after Jerry and uh, is is heading back across the courtyard. As this is happening, um, Cosmo, Glenn, you start recognize, you start seeing uh, a very large form that ducks out of the doors of the front of the Sandy Shanty. This figure is the only thing that is kind of reminiscent of it is. Alton one eye from when you were in uh in the Evan Depths. This thing is very, very large. It's it's cat, it's like fully in this um kind of like this purple, like this kind of purple tinged armor um with these kind of like the gold, the gold filigrees with the like the symbol of the seven blaze in its chest. But this thing is like fully armor. It is like it is head-to-toe armor as a, like a giant uh, full helm on its head with these two like gold horns coming up. Kind of looks like a uh, shovel knight a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, um, but it has a monstrous claymore uh, that is slung over its back. Uh, and I think that just by context clues, like this thing's probably like eight feet tall. And uh, just by context clues, you would probably, you're like, oh. I see the, the arbiter. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't Lynn... they don't see you yet, but they you see their head kind of turn as they watch these two soldiers run past the entrance of the Sandy Shanty. Um, and what do you all want to do? Can I see the cart? And how high uh, is it in the air? Uh, yeah. Uh, roll me a perception check. <laughs> Balls. Uh, I cannot see the cart. Uh, I got a ten. Okay, uh, Rangram, what are you doing? I'm still just, am I descending? Am I like... Are you going, to, you're going trajectory? to the ship? You're yeah. going to the ship directly? Okay, uh, yeah, so, um, yes, roll, uh, so I think with your passive perception, I'm not even gonna have you roll, because you just, you know where it's at, you've already been to the ship, that's not, you, you see them, uh, you see that there is activity on the on the, the deck of the ship. Um, there's no lights on it, but with your dark vision, you can tell that there is like there are people moving around on there that are trying to stay like hidden. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that um, are you trying to put it down pretty close to like either on the ship or like on the 
the gangplank next to it? Yeah, probably to the gangplank next to it. Instead okay. of, I'm assuming, you know, the deck of the ship is going to not exactly have a good landing right. trip for a cart full of donkeys. Roll me a uh, animal handling check with advantage. That is a 16. Okay. Um, I think that you're able to do that. A lot better landing than last time. Uh, you're able to, uh, you kind of like able to gauge this landing a little bit more and you are able to come to a stop, like maybe a little bit past the ship, but not too bad um, where you're able, and maybe a little bit short of the ship actually. Uh, and that way you're able to kind of clomp up to the rest of it. Um, and you can see that uh, Ego and a couple other, there's at least like two other um, figures that are up there on the ship. And you can also see that Captain Combs uh, seems to be like, you know, hoisting mainsails, uh, you know, doing things with rigging, uh, all those, all those things, preparing Boat for stuff. this voyage. Boat stuff. General boatage. Cool, cool. Where are your friends? Uh, from the looks of it, uh, they're, they're over that away. Uh, they should be here shortly. Um, I'm honestly surprised that I got here first. I, I did not think that this was going to go as smoothly for me. It normally doesn't. I'm actually surprised that they didn't object. However, I did kind of leave quickly. I would not. Uh, I would not count your. Uh, I would not count your cockatrices just yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to doubt that someone has seen you come in. This thing is, I will not say, subtle. Yeah, I didn't really factor that into my grand, uh, sneaky plan here. And he like looks back at the cart, like spinners and floaters and. It's got like the spokes on it, like Houston slabs or something like that, all the underglow kits. Yep. Um, Rangram, as you're looking back, uh, you can see that there is no less than what looks like five figures that are uh, heading uh, towards your direction. Um, probably a good like hundred or so feet, like they're, but they're absolutely heading your direction, uh, you know, towards the harbor. Can I see uh, Glenn and Cosmo? I don't think so. Not right now. They would still be. Uh, they would. You, you would. They would still be back uh, over by the sandy shanty. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to cast sending to Glenn and relay the information of the five figures walking up and say. Uh, they're not. They're not walking. They're. They're. Run, they're absolutely. Oh, they're like running. Hustling. Uh, you, you guys might want to uh, uh, hurry up there because. Is like five guys uh, running here, and like ego's good in a fight and all, but I'm just worried they're gonna just the boat's gonna leave, and it's gonna be weird if it's just me in the boat and you guys get like arrested for blaspheming. Oh, my friend, Stiglin. My friend, I, uh, I, I, it looks like we're going to have company pretty soon. I, I don't know how long we can stay. I, I heard your, I heard your message to your friends, but. I don't know if we are going to be able to wait much longer. If they reach us, they are going to keep us here. Um, well, don't, don't you worry, none, Ego. Uh, I got a fair amount more tricks than I think the last time we uh, partied, so we're just going to see how quickly they can get here. I'll hold them off briefly. Okay, as a backup plan, do you think you could land that thing on top of this, on top of the deck? Uh, probably. Okay. If we need to take off, then maybe we have uh, another option. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Rangrim, uh, I think that then we'll all hop back to uh, 
to uh, Glenn and Cosmo then as you're kind of preparing, uh, waiting for these, uh, these uh, what you assume to be soldiers, Imperial soldiers, uh, move that way. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn and Cosmo, uh, you uh, kind of see this large figure uh, who was watching those two soldiers that the, the one that fled uh, and then, you know, Jerry who fled and then his friend who seemingly went after him. Um, you then see the, what you assume to be the Arborer uh, kind of take their sword off their back and kind of start heading uh, to the west uh, away, basically following those guards. Uh, and as they do so, two more guards uh, kind of come out of the Sandy Shanty and our soldiers uh, come out of Sandy Shanty. Uh, these soldiers are wearing uh, different armor. They're not like the same height or size or girth as the Arbiter, uh, but they're wearing like what looks like more, I don't know, fancier armor, uh, much more, much more like higher clad. Uh, and they, they're all wearing like the uh, the symbol of the the seven on their chests. Uh, but they're they're kind of heading to the west, uh, and they are soon kind of out of sight, uh, heading kind of like into the grand marketplace towards that direction. Cosmo Glenn, what do you want to do? Glenn, I think we need to uh, get going a little bit faster, eh? Yeah, you uh, still got that magic horse that we talked about? Do do. Let's go and. Uh, Cosmo is going to summon Steve. Okay. And uh, he's going to, I don't know. I kind of imagine like as I summon Steve, he just like summons underneath and I just like rise up. Underneath. Yeah. yeah, you're I, just like whoop. running and then you're tall and it's running for you. And then I, I say, Glenn, get on. Glenn like being faster than Cosmo is just like gonna step up onto the, like as it's coming up, he's gonna step up onto its butt and like sit. And uh, riding right behind him, Cosmo's Cosmo's gonna uh, Cosmo's gonna cast haste on Steve. Awesome, awesome, Damn, awesome, oh, awesome, let's awesome. Let's go. Yep. And about this time, I imagine Rangram's message is coming through. I think I can re respond to those messages, right? Send you it. can. Yes. Once. Well, once I... message you can respond to. Can you Send. respond to sending? Yes, you um, can. I... I think it's one way you send a short message of 25 words or less to a creature they hear the message in their mind recognize it's me as the sender and can answer in a likely manner immediately 25. Awesome. yeah i think message is the one that you can okay um so as glenn hears rangram's message of hey there's guards coming like god i can do we should have gone with you just you know make room we're coming in hot that uh, received <laughs> Uh, Cosmo, um, so are which direction? How are you like looking at the map? What is your uh, your egress here? Um, What's your plan of attack. So we were just yeah, where are we? We're at. We are just because we watched the guard walk right out of the you're, sandy shanty, right? You're right. Yeah, you're right in in that open area in front of the sandy shanty, just and to the east of that. We need to get uh, down to the docks, right? You need to get yeah straight to the west to the docks. Yeah, which way are we going, Cosmo? You're driving. Tell tell Red Grim to get going. We're gonna we're gonna jump on as they pass by. I don't have a way to talk to him. He talks to us. I thought you could send back. It's... I already communicated. I use my my words. Oh dang it! He's clearing away, man. There's nowhere for us to jump. You just gotta get to the ship. All right, well then we're just gonna just we'll take the, the path there. less traveled. Uh, Glenn, are you on the back of uh, of Steve? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I Definitely love this visual. Ready. So. Definitely riding so, so, horse. So uh, I, I love this visual. So you all are just like whipping your way around, taking this like kind of going around the edge 
of the uh, the harbor there, uh, where like there's there there definitely are like people, but they're they're very sparsely kind of. Uh, everyone seems to be kind of like staying well away from this area of town. They're probably in their houses. No one is like out. No one's wanting to mess with the emperor, the empire at all. Um, so as you're kind of whipping around this, uh, you see that like there's these these docks, these harbors that are extending out on like on the side of you. And as you're it's like flying past them like pretty quickly, uh, you're noticing that like this is you're you're getting to the point where you can see the other side of the harbor now ahead of you. You're kind of like have gone around this little bend. You're going directly west now, uh, and you can see this dock that is just like this wooden dock that is like kind of like a little bit wiggly. That's kind of like extending out. It's not super wide. Um, and it, but it extends out pretty far, and uh, you can see that there's probably like a like a thirty good thirty foot gap uh, that you're gonna have to clear. But you're headed straight for it. Um, and Cosmo, I think Do it. what what kind of check? Um, I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be a check for Steve, and I think it. But we'll do it through you, and I think it needs to be an athletics check. Okay. Right. When with when advantage this, because of the speed. Well, I was gonna say I'm gonna give him double advantage, but uh, as I see what's about to happen, I'm going to cast Feather Fall on all three of us. What does so that one do? Not, there's not going to be... It basically just means we slow, we fall slowly. As okay. long as you jump high enough, we'll like... So you're going to... Okay, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's great then. Um, yep, roll me that uh, athletics with advantage. I'll be a big one here. Got those Cosmo dice going out. Alright, athletics. I'm good at this. It's a 23. Awesome. Uh, so, Cosmo, Glenn, you all are just like at full, full Steve ahead, running at this dock. Um, you hear like you, you transition from kind of the cobblestone stone uh, harbor to like this wooden, like just like clap, 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 running down this thing. You can feel it kind of like moving beneath you a little bit. Um, and then as you're getting to the edge, Steve just takes like, I think you both just take a big inhale as Steve just dives into the air and like much higher than a horse, you know, if it was a real horse, if it wasn't a spectral horse, uh, just jumps into the air, probably making it a good like, like probably like a 20 foot vertical, like 15 to 20 feet vertical, like just not directly in the air, but kind of like at this angle. Um, and then Glenn, you blast off uh, the feather fall uh, and like you all feel kind of like just like slightly lighter than you were before. And then, shit, Cosmo, um, you are hit with a with an arrow uh, that nails you pretty much like right underneath the armpit. Uh, that it, it is a I'm not gonna lie, it is a natural twenty that just rolled. Oof. Um. And that's gonna hurt a little bit. One second. It's gonna smart. Uh, that is 26 damage, Cosmo. Okay. Um, as this arrow like embeds itself uh, pretty much to the to the the flesh all the way up in your in your armpit, sneaking between the armor. Um, and you can feel this thing like it like you feel it hit the armor on the inside of your uh, of like goes through your chest in, in like at an angle and kind of hits the armor on the inside. Um, and, and Glenn, uh, with your passive perception, as Cosmo kind of like takes this arrow and kind of like fall, like lurches kind of the side, doesn't fall off, but just kind of like leans to the side a little bit. Um, you look back and on the other side of the dock, you see this 
kind of tall figure wearing just these like really shabby black robes. And they're, they just have a, a long bow in their hand. Um, and they, they just kind of like, you can see them pulling another arrow. Their face is fully cowled. They see them pulling another arrow off of, uh, off their back. Uh, and they... It, it's, they're just in full black garb. It doesn't just, look like they're wearing, it, it does, it's not matching like the Arbiters or anything. They're just taking shots nope. at us. Dirty, like a dirty, like, uh, you don't know whether it was like, it is just dirty from the road or what, but it's like this dark, uh, like you can't really tell at night. Uh, mm, it's just sure. this dark, uh, dirty looking, uh, like full rope. Um, okay, when I see that, I look like look to him and I go, as my good friend Rangram would say, go fuck yourself. And I clang my, uh, clang like one of my double blade scimitars against my hand and I cast darkness on it. And now there's, <laughs> okay. there's a, a 10 foot, no, sorry, a 15 foot uh, orb of darkness just emanating off the butt of Steve. Awesome. Just Amazing. flying through the air. Amazing. So it's just harder for him to shoot through the darkness. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so as, as you do that, uh, this darkness globe expands, uh, probably encompassing you guys too. Um, and you, uh, yeah, uh, you all kind of like are now on the egress and uh, you drift uh, softly uh, down onto the other side, landing on this uh, cobblestone. And uh, like, you, you make it like a good 10, 15 feet, like into the cobblestone, uh, like actually like the, the wider cobblestone uh, harbor area. And uh, you can see that um, in front of you, uh, you can see very clearly that further down the harbor, like pretty much like equidistant between, uh, you can see the, um, oh my God, the second chance, uh, which is Captain Combs' boat, ship, Captain Combs' ship. Uh, you see Rangram standing in the dock that he looks like he's preparing. Uh, actually, yeah, Rangram, what would Rangram look like? What would he be preparing as he's uh, like waiting for these, these uh, soldiers to get to him? Um, so they, Ring Room is actually on the dock, right? So we're yep. the sh ship on one side. Yep. Um, Ring Room is already cast uh, control water and in front of him has flooded the docks to about two feet above the docks in front of the Hell yeah. um, soldiers running towards him. Awesome. No, that's great. So I think that they kind of make it, I think they kind of like are, are getting closer to you, but they kind of slow uh, and are trying to figure out a way across. Um, and they've, they've completely stopped uh, and they're kind of yelling at you, but they're not pushing through the water. Um, is it um, just them or is that Arbiter figure also following in tow with them? Did they so get as, slip? So as you're looking at them, the Arbiter's not with the five that are in front of you. They are, it's a mix of uh, Imperial soldiers and what looks like town guards. But in the back behind them, probably 120 feet, uh, you do now see the Arbiter with their two uh, companions that are like come walking out from behind one of the buildings. Uh, this is your first time seeing the Arbiter and uh, I can't imagine it's the, the best sight in the world, um, but it's still 150 feet away uh, and they are, but they are now making their way towards you. But the guards in front of you are currently held at bay. Um, Cosmo, Glenn, uh, you guys are essentially like have landed and still at full speed uh, and are basically galloping uh, directly towards Rangrim from behind him. Far are we from the ship? Uh, I think you're able to cover the distance uh, pretty quickly. I think you're probably only 50, 60 feet. Just like yelling at him from the back of the horse, start the fucking ship, let's go. <laughs> um, I'll say that at this time, uh, the they've already taken the 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 cart and everything, do you want them to have taken that below deck, Rangram? Yes. 
Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so they've loaded that. They, there was basically a big, like, you know, open to hatch. There's a ramp that went down below deck. They've uh, safely stored the girls down there uh, and uh, the cart as well. And so you, uh, they, everything's ready to go. They've already pulled up. Like, they're ready to pull the gangplank up and, and, and ski-daddle. So Ringram is just waiting to, like, the last second, right as Cosmo, Glenn, and Steve are making their way to where. Are they coming from behind me or the same direction as the guys? Behind you, yep. And we just so yelled at you, so you know where we're coming from. Okay, so they're coming from behind me. The guards are in front of me. So still holding control on control water, because it's a 10-minute concentration. I can use the effect of it of redirect flow, and I'm just going to wash them directly into the bay. <laughs> just dump them right off into the bay and make my way right up on top of the ship. Awesome. No, I, I think that you're able to do that. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because you're using that spell. That's wonderful. I love that. Um, <laughs> these guards, these guards and these soldiers just like fully clad in armor too. Like they just yeah. get washed off the, sh the, the thing and they, they just start like, oh, oh God, oh! and they just start <laughs> going down um, and are just kind of sinking uh, into the harbor um, as you driving. all, as you all are uh, loading up. Um, yeah. I, uh, Cosmo Glenn, are you just, uh, are you, what, Cosmo, what are you doing with Steve? Um, as we come up on, like, uh, do I need to do anything to, like, get on the boat? No, uh, okay, no, okay. I mean, you could just run, you could take Steve up the gangplank if you want to. No, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if we're on the plank, I would just, uh, well, uh, there was a good boy there, Steve, thank you. And, uh. No problem, Cosmo. <laughs> he would, uh, essentially just, Dismissed. That was a hell of a jump. <laughs> it was. I took a real heater for it and uh, just kind of dismisses uh, Steve. So I guess he kind of like stamps back to the... Back to hell I go! <laughs> I don't think it's quite like that, but... Uh... The darkness! <laughs> so, uh... Don't send me back to the abyss. <laughs> you, will, you can stay here if you want then. Just yeah, hang out on the top he... of the deck. It's a ten-minute spell. Let me stay. No, I die every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone. Steve's gone. I've never um, seen the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and I guess Cosmo would just run up, uh, run up onto the, I guess up onto the top on the back of the ship as mm -hmm. we're, we're like leaving. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you all are as you all are getting up onto the ship, uh, essentially, um, Captain Combs is on there, and he, all right, y'all ready to go? Doesn't look like we got much time to waste. Yeah, let's yes. start moving. Yeah, we might as well uh, keep going, and I'm going to use the redirect flow again to push. It's because it's a hundred foot cube of water that I can control in three hundred feet. Amazing. Bam. And, I'm going to put that right against the back of the ship to give a little extra momentum out of the uh, I think, yeah, I think that um, you can feel the, like, you can feel the breeze. Um, the wind is, like, is, is pretty strong tonight. And so, uh, uh, basically, the, the, the ship, like, drops its, its sails and starts to move. And then all of a sudden, that wave of water comes up behind it. And just like a wave at a water park that just kind of kicks that 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 ship into gear. Um, and you all are kind of starting to cruise out 
from inside the the harbor uh, out towards the open ocean, um, which is like has these two like kind of towers, uh, and then the kind of like light tower, these light tower esque um, like buildings that are there. Um, and so as you all are kind of like heading out that way, um, you can see that um, as you're leaving the dock, uh, I think that you can see the arbiter in the distance who like the, the big form of this arbiter that's still moving up from behind isn't going to make it there in time. They can't move quick enough. Um, but Glenn, you see that figure in that black robe that is just like, or that dark robe that is just like standing at the edge of the dock on the other side um, as you're kind of passing by them. And they have their bow is, is at their side. They're not shooting at you, um, but they're just staring at you from underneath that cowl. Uh, and you're, you're like, you get a, you just get this like really kind of eerie feeling. It just feels bad. How uh, the distance to the dock is um, 300, probably, 600 yeah. feet? Oh yeah, it's within 600 feet for sure. I'm gonna say tit for tat and I'm gonna pull my air render and just take a, a shot at him. Okay, yeah, roll me an attack. Uh, an 18 plus 10, 28 to hit. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I think I think you okay. plus 11, 29 to hit. Okay. Um, I think you blast this figure um, with this arrow, and it sends them spinning backwards, uh, knocking their the cowl off their head. Um, and you see beneath it, it looks like it's this bald head with that looks like slightly like. It doesn't look right. Their eyes are like this reddish color and their skin is like this kind of like, in the in the moonlight, it's kind of like this. You can tell it has kind of like a blue tinge. Um, and there's like pockmarks and like these kind of like rents in their skin that just doesn't look natural. Uh, and as they kind of pull themselves, uh, like kind of pull themselves up on one arm, uh, they're just staring at you with those kind of red eyes uh, as you all are making your way kind of out of the harbor. Um, the, as you're as you're kind of making your way past these these pylons, these uh, these kind of like lighthouse esque towers that are flanking either side of the harbor, as you're kind of making your way out of Westreach, um, you can see that the lights begin to flash. They change from this like kind of like ambient green that they were before to a red, and they start like flashing. Um, and Captain Combs, uh, as you kind of are heading out to the open sea, goes, well. I'm not gonna lie, boys. That's not a good way to start off this voyage. And that's where we're gonna end the session tonight. <laughs> pretty on par for us. I, I was gonna say, that's, little does he know, that was pretty yeah, That was, that was yeah, no smoother one, than most. Yeah, no one's down, so. Hey, y'all made it out onto the open ocean. We got <laughs> ourselves a ship campaign. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.